This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. Beyond the Profi podcast. I uh, am very honored and privileged to have a wonderful guest on here that I feel is really going to contribute to a transformation I feel that is necessary in dentistry, especially in dental hygiene. And her focus that she talks about, not only does she have a career where um, she's providing clinical care and she's created a community around a special certain type of people that we'll talk about, but um, she's helping clinicians navigate through some of the challenges and stressors that affect each one of us. And so I love to extend a warm welcome to Sarah Clark. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jasmine. I'm so excited to have a conversation and get the word out about what I'm doing currently um, to bring a little more awareness to it. I know some people may see me through social media, um, may have read a little bit about me and what I'm doing, but I think without a conversation, they still may not get the full insight of it. So this is a perfect opportunity for me to hopefully get some listeners to really know more about my mission and exactly what I'm accomplishing or trying to accomplish in our community. Yeah, and why it's necessary and why Absolutely. it's necessary. We're going to get real. We're going to talk about some real <laughs> stuff tonight. Um, <laughs> so uh, just let us know exactly why you chose this profession. I always love to hear that. I think that um, hearing other people's decisions and why they chose a profession, whether it's for a paycheck initially and then all of a sudden they've kind of evolved where they realize they're making a difference. Let us know your story. All right. So my story, um, I find it a little interesting. So I come from a family of nurses. So naturally, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into nursing. I always was super proud of my mom and her career. Um, she's been a nurse, I mean, over 30, like in the high 30 years at this point and still going strong. And so when it was time to start thinking about it, probably freshman, sophomore year of high school, I remember my mom telling me, don't do it. <laughs> I was kind of like, but wait, don't you like your job? And she's like, you know, I really do. I love my career and I love what I'm doing, but I wouldn't wish what I've gone through on anybody. You know, I wanted to have a family and I missed out on a lot, which was true. My mom was always at work. So it was always my dad with us in the evening. She worked evenings three to 11 um, at sporting events. You know, she didn't get to be there a lot. Family holidays. She was always the one that ended up missing out because she had to work one of the holidays. Um, So she gave up a lot and she had a great career. She made great money. She still is right now. Um, But she basically told me, you know, I don't wish for you to do to make a difference for people without giving up that part of your life. Um, so I am one of those people that I think dentistry was probably the last thing I would have ever pictured myself doing, only for the reason that growing up, I was not your ideal patient. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
by any means, you know. Sarah's like, coming to the oh. office today. Yeah, oh, and I'm sure, like, sometimes I wish I could go and read my notes, and I'm sure I would have been horrified, you know, the whole ortho care, like, so not up my alley. You see, there's, uh, there's hope for the non-compliant patients. There's hope. Yeah, there's so hope. Here I am. They probably were, like, rolled over in their graves at my office, but... Um, <laughs> And when I, when I um, truly became and decided to do it, it was actually at one of my dental visits. And the office manager of that office um, had a son my age that I knew in high school. So she used to come in and talk to me all the time when I was there. And she was like, hey, have you ever thought of being a dental hygienist? And I was kind of like, no. I mean, I knew what a dental hygienist was, but not really. You know, I just was like, oh, the nice lady that cleans my teeth when I walk in and tells me that I should do better at my home care. Um, so that night I went home and I started researching it and I looked at the education and of course the salary compared to the education and something kind of clicked in my mind where I could think to myself of, um, you know, I can make a difference for people and see them on typically the happier side of their life versus in a hospital setting where people are at their worst. Um, they're sick. You don't often know what happens to those patients. And in the dental office, you're really creating a relationship. So that's where I thought to myself, you know what, that's what I want to do. Plus no nights, holidays, weekends. It's perfect. Um, so from that point I said, I'm going to go to school and be a dental hygienist. And I found my only school in my state in New Hampshire that has a dental hygiene program. And I just went for it and went through the flying colors and I've loved it ever since. That is awesome. Awesome. So what is New Hampshire known for? Um, mountains, maybe. What about food? Because I'm a foodie. Yeah, um, I'm a foodie. So tell me something food Small. <laughs> Food-wise, New Hampshire. I don't know if New Hampshire has a signature thing. They try to steal the whoopie pie from Maine, but I'm a Mainer now, so I oh, okay. really say New Hampshire has the whoopie pie. Uh, you know, and I live in Maine, so for me, there's so much more of a foodie side to Maine, where it's like lobster, yes. whoopie pies. Um, New Hampshire shares a lot. They try to steal the whoopie pie from Maine, and they try to steal the maple syrup from Vermont. So it's kind of, <laughs> they just want everybody else's um, credit. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm definitely to check that. Well, Maryland is big on their crabs. Yes. Oh, my goodness. They have some of the best crab cakes and crabs here. Um, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So I love the fact that you've kind of you were really reasonable in your choice of choosing um, dental hygiene and uh, you successfully accomplished that. And I like the way that you kind of looked at your mother's example and what she what she shared for, shared with you and with your experience. All right. So when did you discover, when did you discover in your career the impact of your personality and how you were handling some of the challenges that happen in dentistry? I think it started really right off for me. Uh, my first job, I tend to be a very energetic person. So I started learning really quick that that's not well received by everybody. Um, and I had a few patients in the office that didn't resonate well with me for that reason at first. So that's where I started realizing that my energy starts to really impact others. Um, and that I can actually use that to my advantage. So by learning to read people and read my environments and control my energies, a lot of times I can help control the outcome for the people around me as well. Um, 
that early on, I didn't realize that that was actually a special talent or more of um, an inner trait. But um, it was, for me, a weakness at first until probably this past year was when it kind of came light that that was actually a really valuable thing to have um, and a really important asset and that I can actually turn that into something and help make other people aware of it. So maybe that they'll figure it out a little quicker than I did mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully utilize that in a positive way. Absolutely, absolutely. And so the term that we hear often with what you've created, which is mindful hygienists, is empath. And I'm totally one. I'm totally one. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to say or how to even describe what that was, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people don't really know. So can you let the listeners know exactly what an empath is? Absolutely. So empath is a term that um, is, it can be defined in different ways. It really depends how you look at it. I tend to look at it more from a scientific aspect as we all tend to in healthcare career. Some people view it in the more, I call it the voodoo or the magical sense where they think that you're borderline psychic and you have abilities. And there's definitely a community dedicated to that side of it. Um, But the way that I look at it and what I define an empath is, is just you're a lot more aware. You're a lot more mindful of the energies of you. You tend to be able to get that gut feeling and your gut feelings are often right. You can often impact other people's energies or their their emotions and their moods simply by what you're presenting and a lot of times it goes the other way around which can be difficult in our healthcare career where the energies that your patients are putting off whether it may be anxiety frustration anger um, sadness and that starts to weigh you down because you can begin absorbing those energies and we all know that there's a lot of those energies coming through the dental office and that can make it really hard for some of us you know it used to be you could go or I would go get a patient from the waiting room and I haven't even said anything to them yet and I already feel like uh oh and like why am I getting that uh oh gut feeling and next thing you know that patient is bringing something into me where next thing you know I notice we're arguing about something silly like taking an x-ray and um, you know I had <laughs> zero interaction with that person ever before but I knew and it was just that transfer of energy that allowed me to really feel that and understand that and the tricky thing with being an empath is unless you are really aware of it and know how to control it, it can start to really bring you down. And that's something I definitely struggled with for quite a while. Um, I hit that point where I was like, you know what, I am so sick of fighting with people that are three times my age. Um, I am so sick of feeling so drained at the end of the day that I feel like I need to shut myself in a room and not talk to anybody because that's exactly what it was. I needed to recharge. So Basically, to sum it up for you, an empath is just someone that is highly sensitive to the emotions around them and what I like to call the vibrations of everybody. Everybody carries that vibration. It's the same thing like with your personal space. If you notice when someone gets a little too close to your personal bubble, um, you get that kind of anxious or weird feeling. You just know designed or defined line around that person but you know that you're in someone's personal space and we're in that all day long every day so we're absolutely vulnerable to absorbing and releasing those energies and then making a big impact on our lives our emotions our overall health and well-being really mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely so today was a long day for me i um i had a meeting with um 
a faculty group that I'm a part of um, that focuses on educating future disciplines on HIV then I spent most of that time I took no break so I spent most of that time then after that meeting working on more stuff had maybe a 10 minute walk and then I had to teach a class for three hours and that was full of medical students who were they came with all these different energies you know and so I completed my day I'm listening to Brene Brown's um, Braving the Wilderness new book I absolutely love it um, on my way home and when I park into the driveway I sat in there for about maybe 10 minutes Mm-hmm. And I thought of you because we had this interview tonight, <laughs> but that was one of the things that I first learned about in your community, in the Mindful Hygienist community on Facebook. Um, so listeners, if you have not, please make sure that you join that that group, was that mo- most of the time when you are used to so many different energies, and I'm introverted also, I almost feel like I have to take a, um, I don't, I have to clear out everything before I enter mm, into the cleanse. house. Because when I came in, the first person that greeted me um, is a dog. And it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> like that. And then yeah. my kids and then my husband. And if I don't get that out of me before coming in, I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. I just unsettled, completely unsettled. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I learned from your um, from your group. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, it can be so hard to take off one hat and put on the other. So taking off that clinical hat where you've already been through absorbing all those energies and dealing with everybody's problems or even their excitements and um, happiness throughout the day. I mean, even happiness can get to you by the end of the day. It's exhausting. Um, So taking off that one hat and then putting on the hat of coming home, um, having a family or for me, it's my husband and I and our dog and cat. Um, and just moving into that, being able to give them the same attention with full energy as well. It's very exhausting and very difficult if you don't know how to cleanse or how to take that time to definitely transition. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely on a journey of being more aware of that side of myself. I'm on, I've been on a journey for two years now. And each year, I feel that like this year is already evolving and shaping and changing right now for me. And I think every professional should find a community like the Mindful Hygienist community and find other like-minded hygienists who are really there to help you get centered. I feel that um, as professionals, we're so busy. There's so many things going on. And there's another um, professional that I don't know if you've heard of her. She just started her Facebook page. It's called The Inspired Dentist. And I'm a part of this group for emotional intelligence for moms. Oh, that's so cool. She's she's an amazing person. I just interviewed her. And it's something that we absolutely need because mm-hmm. there's so many dental professionals, including dentists, that are just, they're miserable and don't even realize because they're just not, they're not yeah. centered mm-hmm. in that way. And I, I find that for some reason, we, I don't know if it came from school where we were taught to be the fake it till you make it. We we're taught to be stone faced and that you don't show your patient your true feelings because you don't want them to ever know you're nervous, right? Mm-hmm. So I found that that has really translated into our feelings about our own career mm-hmm. where we're such a proud group of individuals as we should be. Um, but that becomes almost a stigma where it's bad to say that you don't love your job 100%. 
of the time that maybe you're not happy and that you're struggling. It, it becomes a bad word unless it's us talking amongst ourselves. But then a lot of times when we are talking amongst ourselves, we're not talking productively, we're talking reactively. And instead of making it better, we're just all in this downward spiral of negativity um, when 90% of the time we don't realize that there are steps we can take. And a lot of times when people do realize it, they still don't move forward and take those steps. Their oh, yes. mindset's just not ready yes. and they, they're basically doing the definition of insanity, doing yeah. the same thing over and over again with not you know expecting different results and it's just not working at this point in time. And it takes someone to make you take a step back every once in a while to learn about yourself because if you start to learn about yourself you can make the changes that you need we just have to get to the point where people understand that yes it's okay um, you don't have to love your job but you can still love your career that's a huge saying of mine um, and it's okay to take steps to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of you're not going to do any justice for anybody else either Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite motivational speakers is Brendan Burchard, and I was listening to an interview with him, and he stated, you know, you're not truly successful unless you're aligned spiritually, mentally, and physically. And, you know, some people gauge success, and there's different there's different definitions, you know, for, personally and what people view that, view that. But there's no way that you can be truly happy if you are writing in forums, I can't stand the blah, blah, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, if it's really that horrible, these are some steps that you can take. Because really, you can't control your environment. You can do but so much. What are you doing to fix yourself? What are you doing to make the changes? And I love the fact that you brought out people, some people are just not ready. Mm -hmm. They're just, you have to be mentally prepared for that. Really Absolutely. Do. It's a lot of work. So you have to mm -hmm. be in a place that you feel you can take the initiative. And that's tricky because the place that you're in before that is a dangerous place to hover. Mm -hmm. But so many people are hovering there and continue to hover there for years. I mean, there's professionals that have been in the industry for 20 and 30 years, and they've been hovering in that place the whole time. And if you start to look at what that stress and holding that in has done to the body, you know, it does translate to physical issues. And it's interesting, as I started to learn more about the effects of not only stress, but being an empath and all of the tolls that our career take on us emotionally and physically and mentally, I've figured out and learned there's so much science behind it translating into musculoskeletal issues and here we are we're in dental hygiene musculoskeletal issues are a huge no-no and we wonder you know is it all just because of ergonomics because we've come a long way in ergonomics Ooh, that's powerful sarah wow it that's is. powerful so how much of it is ergonomics you know probably a huge part of it but there's still that piece there that is it stress and emotion related that we're also not realizing or paying attention to. So it, it all goes about full oh body wellness. I, I wish you guys can see some, you know, with a podcast, this is only audio. Um, <laughs> but if you can see my hands, they normally raise up like, because <laughs> I mean, there are some powerful points. Uh, Sarah, that is, that's amazing. You know, as a, and as, as a adjunct faculty, I'm an adjunct faculty right now. I was an instructor for four years full time, but I notice like my stress I hold it right here and I see the students doing the same thing right in that 
upper neck region that they're they're holding everything tight. They complain about the aches and pains, which are probably associated with with the stress that they're dealing with. Because I know that my stress manifests in that way, also with my my TMJ. I mean, so mm-hmm. many other issues that are going on with me right now because I'm in graduate school and right. I, I can't wait to be free from that. <laughs> but that is, I just never put two and two together. Yes. You know? And That's it's powerful. so amazing because we mention it to patients all day, every day. You know, we see our Bruxers and we automatically say, are you stressed? So we know that it's a physical attribute because of stress, but we don't put it together for ourselves that it doesn't happen just here. It happens everywhere, you know, yes. the whole body. And, you know, whenever I get a massage, which is definitely not frequent enough, but when I do go, <laughs> you know, my, they always yell at me and go, you know, you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And it's true. We absolutely are. We need to learn to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you create Mindful Hygienist? And then let us know what you're doing now that um, practitioners can take advantage of. Absolutely. So initially I created it because I wanted to do something more because as you know, being the empath that I am, um, <laughs> clinical work was definitely starting to take a toll on me. I definitely work a lot in the op. I've been five days a week for almost four years now. Um, oh my goodness. So, and wow. so for a year and a half of that, it was um, 10 to 11 hour days. So um, wow. after a while, I started to realize, you know, I need to make a plan for my future to cut back. Um, so I decided to join the Trapped in the Ock group, of course. What a great group that I seriously, it's my favorite place to just hover online all day long, see what's going on in the Trapped group. Um, and that led me to Jamie Freitag Dooley, where I decided to do some one-on-one coaching with her because I have always been a thinker, thinking about what can I do? What can I do? And I mean, I think I spent two years just like every time I was in the shower, I'd come up with like 10 ideas. Every time I was in the car and I'd start them, but none of them felt right. And I had heard that she could magically help lead you to what you truly wanted to do. And I was like, what do I have to lose? So through the coaching with Jamie, um, I had to kind of just mention that I always wanted to start a blog originally. And she was just like, well, why not? And I was like, I don't know. So she um, actually gave that to me as a homework assignment. So she's like, you know, all I want you to do is come up with a name for it. That's it by next week. And by the next week, I had bought a domain, made a whole website, published my first post and created it. And that's where Mindful Hygienist was born was I wanted an outlet to begin writing because I've always enjoyed writing and I feel like I'm good at putting feelings into words. Um, I agree. Yep. And (laughs) so that's where the blog started. And from there, I was like, you know, blogs are great, but I feel like it's hitting a wall. You know, I can publish and publish and publish forever, but my audience is still only this and it's only reaching this amount of people. Um, And how can I directly impact other people? So from there, I decided to take a course to become a certified stress management coach. And that really helped me learn exactly how to help other people. Because in my head, I felt like I knew how, but I didn't really know how. Um, But that course gave me the necessary action steps to do so. So recently, I just launched um, a 
professional wellness solutions programs, which allows me to coach individually any professional. It can be even a medical professional at this point. So um, right now I'm keeping it close to home with dentistry because it's what I know, it's what I love. And through my programs, I'm able to do basically a personal profile assessment of each person. So they do a survey. And with that survey, it tells me all about them. So how much stress do they tolerate? What's their stress personality or their stress tolerance level? Then from there, it tells me about their vulnerabilities. What are certain areas that they may be more vulnerable to stress? Like if their family has more weight on an opinion, that could be stressful. Is it their job environment? Is it personal stress, something that they're putting on themselves. Um, And then we learn triggers. So what are certain things that will tend to trigger the stress? And lastly, we take a look at um, how they react to the stress. Do they tend to ignore it? Do they manage it? Or do they attack it? And by looking at that, that gives us our first foundation where once you're able to basically be self-aware of those things, you can start to be proactive and not reactive. So that's the first step. And then we look at learning techniques to help you. So it's not completely stress relief. So that's kind of a a mix-up that a lot of people are still having at this point. It's evolved to be a little more than that. So now it's also helping people work through blocks really so the people that are trying to do something different in their life or are going through a change that are maybe having fear that's a big one that we work through self-doubt low self-esteem issues people that are still experiencing high stress levels in maybe a toxic environment that want to learn how to deal with that on a day-to-day basis bullying bullying, Mm -hmm. um, how to let go when you get home from work, how do you cleanse yourself from that. So it's a pretty wide range at this point, anywhere from helping you pursue your goals by learning to work through those blocks, um, also to managing the things that are seemingly out of your control at this time. Mm -hmm. And goal, really, by the end of the program, and I tell everybody this, I'm not going to cure you because stress is not something that should be cured because there is good and bad stress and you can actually be on the side of the spectrum where you don't have enough and that's Mm -hmm. where people fall into the unfulfillment stage so I'm not going to cure you because that's not what you want what I'm going to help you do is learn enough about yourself that you will be able to predict that something's going to trigger you you will be able to work through your blocks and you'll have the necessary exercises that you can repeat and grow on for your future to continue that progressive mindset and action versus regressive or just staying stagnant. Absolutely, absolutely. And so this coaching that you're getting is not its not fluff. This is life-altering. This yeah, is life-altering life if you make application. Work. Yes. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And actually, the next question I was going to ask you was, you know, if you're dealing with this, this is why you need these services. But you've answered that. You know, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with self-doubt, if you're dealing with bullying or any stressors, you need someone to work through that. Um, And I tell you, I spent too long in a negative environment, several negative environments, not just one. I just, I couldn't just do one because, you know, I'm a, 
I am an overachiever here. I had to right. be in multiple situations that were toxic, okay? Um, and Or in relationships that were toxic, not just my, not my family. I'm talking about, like, you know, just professional mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. And I stayed for too long to the point where I'm actually going to write about this, that I was just in a really dark place. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can't believe now, which was a saving grace for me, honestly, because I've been making changes and it's still a long journey. Why, how I st- was able to stay that long in that environment. Yeah. That and long. I think sometimes we, as more hopeful people as well, tend to say that we can change this or the achiever in us also says that we're not going to let it kick us down, so we're going to fight through it. But at the end of the day, you also have to learn when it's time to call it quits. Um, I will say that the first ever job I had was the most toxic environment I think anybody could ever have been exposed to. Um, And it was horrifying. I mean, I used to get nauseous on my ride to work every single day. Every single evening, I was filled with dread. And it was a really poor micromanaging situation. And I just always had the same mindset that I did in school, that I'm not going to let this get the best of me. So I had to fight through it. But it came to the point where I had enough. I couldn't do it anymore. And so I had to do something else. And so it's super important to learn when it's time to call it quits and move on. Because even when you can do your techniques to manage yourself and to keep yourself in an okay place, um, it becomes a chronic stress issue. And chronic stress is where those poor health issues in the whole body start to come from. So you do have to learn. Sometimes it is best to call it quits if you can and move on and get out of there because that's truly going to be the best thing for you. Yes, yes. And and if it's not work-related and it's personal relationships, um, remove them. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it's your family. <laughs> yeah. So you be. may have to set up some boundaries um, because at the end of it all, as you said, it ultimately affects you. It affects you. It can affect um, how many years you have on this earth, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's something that should not be ignored. I love Absolutely. what you're doing. I love Thank what you're you. doing. Um, so let listeners know how they can um, contact you. How, because of course we don't want to give too much away. They've got to join the group. They've got to read your articles. Yes. They've got to read your blog. So let them know how to find your group and where to find you and how to contact you. All right. So let's start. Um, first off, I'll give you guys my email. My email is sarah at mindfulhygienist.com. And that is Sarah with an H. Um, for those inquiring minds, you may want to know that. <laughs> um, I know some people out there do. Um <laughs> My website is www.mindfulhygienist.com. You can use the contact me form there if you feel inclined or if you want to learn more about my services and request any coaching. I do offer free assessment calls. That request button's there. Um, You can find me anywhere on social media. I mean, I'm in the Trap and the Out group. You'll see me all the time in there. Just click the PM button, send me a message there. Um, Or my groups, if you find my blog does have its own page, Mindful Hygienist on Facebook. From there, I do have a group, and that is Mindful Hygienist, Improving Careers with Spiritual Hygiene. And just knock on the door, and I'll let you in. (laughs) 
<laughs> she would. She definitely would. You are breath of fresh air in online. Um, very, very supportive, and it's always very nice. Um, I've seen you, and and let me tell you, I believe from from observing Sarah for some time now that she's a real deal. I've seen her deal with challenging um, interactions on Facebook <laughs> in a very dignified way. And she knows what I'm talking about. And yeah, yeah. Just Thank recently, you. and it's something we should really cherish finding individuals who feel that this is important. This is what Think Beyond the Profi is about. It's really finding these hygienists who are just amazing, doing things different, and really trying to make an impact um, for hygienists to have career satisfaction, but life satisfaction. Yes. Just be happy. It all happy. boils down. It starts at the career and it boils down to the life. Yes. I mean, absolutely. It all translates together. Yeah. Um, one quick last note it's just been amazing the few people I've been working with so far uh, started off in a career position approaching me for what they wanted and I haven't talked about a whole lot of career stuff with them because at the end of the day it came down to a lot of life stuff so anything down to sleep how they're speaking to their family members becoming an issue um and self-esteem those are the three big things that I've dealt with so far and by changing that it's changed our whole career and life absolutely all right last two questions yes what was the last book you read <sighs> well I'm reading teeth by Marietta right now okay um, but the last book that I read read so far and finished is um, barking up the wrong tree by Eric Barker Ooh. And it is a neuroscience book, so uh. it's very, well, it, <laughs> but it comes at it from a very different angle, so okay. it's not, it's very along the lines of what I'm doing, so by reading it, you will reflect a lot on looking at yourself and looking at the way people function and interact in very, very different ways, and you will be able to see, it's almost like putting yourself in that out-of-body experience thinking where you really read it and you have a lot of like, holy cow moments. I mean, at one point I started highlighting passages that I thought were interesting, but then the whole book was highlighted, so... <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really neat read. It's actually a self-help book, but it's written from a neuroscience perspective. So, Ooh, Well, I like that. I, I'm into those. I'm definitely into self-help. I actually just recently downloaded three books. So I just finished one. I'm on to my second. I needed that. I needed, I've, I yes. like to, I feel, and I've learned, not more than just feel, but I've learned that you have to constantly pour in. Mm-hmm. You have to. And so I've kind of, it's been challenging, though, to get that done with grad school. But it I listen hard. to it with, you know, while I'm commuting, reading books that mm-hmm. way. All right. The second question I have for you is, what is the best career advice you've ever received? Oh, my gosh. That's a hard one. Because um, I've been alone as a lone hygienist for a lot of my career. So I I would definitely say, and this when I was told it at the beginning, I definitely don't think I took it seriously as I would now, but it was absolutely don't think, take things personally. And as someone who always wants to do the best that they can and be liked by everybody, because in our day and age, even though we're trying to provide a service, if you do the wrong thing, if somebody doesn't like you, it can get you in trouble at the end of the day. Um, so learning to not take it personally and lo and behold, here we are. And that's a huge platform of mine at this point. So 
Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you Thanks for, for having me. hopping on here with me and sharing your message. I know it's going to resonate with someone, and um, I can't wait to put this information out there and hopefully get some more members into your community so we yes. can have more lively discussions. Absolutely. I'm so excited as well. Thanks for having me. You're quite welcome. All right. You have a good night. You too. Bye.